You're listening to Artitude, a podcast with artists created and produced by Detlef Schlick, a visual artist and ritual designer, living and loving in West Cork, and best known for his essay about the cause and effect of shamanism, art and digital culture. Working in the field of performance, photography, painting, sound, installations, and film he will dive and discover with us and a weekly creative guest into the unknown and exciting deep ocean of the creative mind. This is Detlef Schlich, and today we dive into the deep and unknown, exciting ocean of the creative mind together with Mike Elliott. Hi, Mike. Hey, nice to see you. Nice to see you again as well. Mike is an author. He, he is uh, actually seeing a songwriter as well. He he mentioned already in the first episode. He wrote a book, uh, a, a, a biography about uh, John Hyatt, uh, Face in Me, the John Hyatt biography. Um, we will go into that later as well. We finished last week, actually, uh, the, the, um, the first episode with Mike about his upcoming in, in, in Carolina. And we still didn't finish that completely. So we continue with that now. And then we, then we're going to go later on into, into the, into the, uh, into his process of, of his book and how, how it works to, to write a book and biography, which might be maybe interesting as well for, for the creative writers and the I Love Westcock Artist Group and, and, and. So, yeah, just let's start. Mike, I'm very happy to, to have you in Altitude. It was quite funny in the first episode already. We, we come from the, from the stick to the, to the wood, or, or, or you see, but that <laughs> is Altitude, and I love my podcast. So. Yeah. I love it, too. It's, it's very free form. <laughs> I, I really I dig it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great. Thank you very much. That's cool. So yeah, let's just let's. Start. I mean, so, so you you mentioned um, you grew up as well in a, in this one thousand people population village, and um, you had a quite nice time there. I'm not not too much bullying okay. with, with with the hillbillies. Yeah, uh, Oxford was a, a very very quaint little town. Had a great uh, uh, downtown area, um, a bustling sidewalks you know and and a and, uh, nice little retail area and and we had but we also had we grew up in um we were all we had we had nice parts of town uh not really many bad parts of town um at all uh but i i grew up in in kind of a, a suburb type setting uh but then my grandparents uh lived out on a farm on a dairy farm and also my uh my mother's uh, relatives uh, lived out on farm as well so i would go out there on the uh in the summertime and in the early fall and i would help um pick tobacco uh what we call it prime uh tobacco did you mm -hmm. and so did, did, did you chew it as well no no well you know i tried chewing it one time it was not for me i'll just put it that way uh i was a kid and uh <laughs> my uncle got me to try something called chattanooga chew and it was the worst thing I've ever tasted. 
Uh, it's, <laughs> and, but, but unfortunately I did enjoy the smoking side of tobacco. So I smoked that for, for did you? many years. Yes. I just quit How many? Uh, about 30 years. So uh, I started okay. when I was 13 and oddly enough, Me too. I, I st Me too. started smoking yeah. in, um, Frankfurt, Germany. Um, I took a trip <laughs> with uh, a, a, a school trip with some kids and my grandparents. Okay, it's cool. <laughs> so, we so good that you mentioned the good that you mentioned school trip. You know, <laughs> yeah. oh, ter terrible influence. So uh, we we went to uh, Frankfurt and Munich, uh, and I started smoking mm -hmm. cigarettes there. I don't know what kind they were. There was an orange pack. If they were, uh, hang on, is is it? Ah, I I know. Is Reval. I don't know, man. Reval, uh, uh, without filters, yeah? <laughs> without filter, no? It was without they, filter, they, you're right. They were without filter. They're they, they not there anymore. So, so that's either Reval or Weichester. I mean, they, they were the world serious at all. I mean, almost like Rote Hand. <laughs> God. And, I, sm I started smoking and drinking in, in Germany. So I guess there's worse places uh, to start drinking. Me too. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> and, uh, I remember we were in in, uh, in in a restaurant, and I ordered a Lowenbrow because it's the only thing on the menu that I recognized. So I was like, "Oh, I've yeah. seen those in the states." So, uh, and next thing I know, what what was it? Can can you can you say can you say it again? Uh, Lowenbrow. What is that? Yeah, it's it was it was a it's a beer that uh, supposedly originally Löwenbräu. Yes, Löwenbräu. You guys would say Löwenbräu. We would we say Löwenbräu in America, but yeah, Löwenbräu. Uh, <laughs> Löwenbräu. Yeah, Löwenbräu. Um, it, it was uh, it was the first beer I've had, and it was the first uh, drunk I ever had. Um, <laughs> first time I got drunk in the train, or, or no, no, not in the train. No, it was in a restaurant. Uh, in, in, uh, All right, yeah, yeah. It was, it was in Munich. Yes, yes. Uh, and then uh, we ended up staying in Europe for two weeks, so I got to see Venice and Rome. Uh, we went to Austria. Nice. Yeah, and and uh, Switzerland. So um, it was it was. But you cut you. you so you you probably can't remind anything at all anymore if you if you drunk all the time the the, the domestic beer. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I I was a washing beer and screwdrivers. I I discovered uh, vodka and orange juice over there too. So my trip to Europe was as a new teenager was to be drunk most of the time and and smoking and drinking with all the other because the drinking age then was twelve over there and. Uh, I don't know what is is it. You see, that's the reason why I get. Oh, it's not, yeah. <laughs> is, is it true? Twelve. I mean, I know. I, I, yeah, it was also the first time I was cut off in a bar uh, when I was thirteen years old, and I and I ordered screwdrivers, and I kept carrying them up to my room, hotel room, with other kids. Came back downstairs, yeah. and kept ordering them, and the guy said. Uh, I think you've had enough. Uh, he said so in German, so I don't know what it was. But yeah. uh, he, he just said, yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay. And so <laughs> I crawled back up the stairs and got in the bed. Uh, but and so would be my life for the next many years. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
So you had you, you, a Scottish, a Scottish Irish man because Mike Elliott is Scottish Irish from his parents. Had his first bad influence from the Germans. That's very interesting. That's that, that's how history is made. Yes, <laughs> I'm a very I'm a very universal person, <laughs> international. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Uh, that uh, went down that road for many years, uh, but uh, finally quit drinking. Uh, I believe it was in, in uh, it's almost been 10 years. So yeah, it was t July 4th, 2012 was my last drink. It was July, our Independence Day here. Uh, so it's almost 2012. Mm -hmm. so, 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 so you, you, ah, the, 2012 was my, my performance. So, so my, my big, big water sea, sea beach performance. Okay. So you stopped drinking completely or what? That's right. That's right. Uh, cold turkey, basically. Um, but uh, I you had enough. Yeah. And it was it was one of those things where I was a, a I was not like uh, one of those what you call a functioning alcoholic. So I was one of those that was a binge drinking alcoholic where I could go for a couple of weeks without drinking. But when I did drink, uh, I wouldn't stop. Yeah. So I would just keep drinking that evening, you know, until, but then it got to where I would go, I would have a drink almost every night, uh, in the end, uh, I would, I got into the wine game, you know, I started drinking wine a lot. Uh, I moved, I moved from yeah, yeah. to wine and then I was like, Oh, I'll just have a, a glass of wine when I get home from work Unwind, you know, it turned into a bottle yeah. night. So, you know, yeah. Uh, and I, and it got to be. I used to be. I was told I used to be funny when I was drinking, but I realized that people weren't really laughing with me. They were kind of like <laughs> laughing, laughing about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> but then it, then it ended up being I wasn't funny anymore. When uh, you know, yeah. uh, I, I was becoming. Um, uh, unbearable when I was drinking, you know, it's a, I, th I think that's when you realize that when you're, when your life is, um, not the way you wanted it to be. And, and it all yeah. out when you're, when you've been drinking. And so, uh, yeah. but, but thanks to my wife, she really, my, 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 my wife really stood by me. Um, we, we got yeah. married, uh, we got married she's my second wife. We got married in 2015. Uh, but, but we had yeah. dating and it wasn't long after we started dating. She was like, you know, you're going to have to do something or I'm. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do so. I'm going to quit drinking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, like what you hear so far, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button. Now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that the thing is with wine. It's, I mean, it's. I have a lot of friends that drinking every day a bottle, you know, and I think it is actually a bottle of wine a day is is really for for us European and for us German normal, you know. I mean, it it is it is quite a lot, yeah. But these people, they they are function you know so so they're gonna go the next day really really to work and uh and uh, have to do the job as doctors or, or, or you know mm -hmm. so absolutely and, and that 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 can work you know but and and i must say in my case i have to reflect myself always as well you know so if it's too much i say so so okay just on weekends you know because otherwise i'm i can't motivate myself with, with my podcast and with my editing and everything you know oh look i admire so, people yeah. 
I admire people who can cut it off. I mean, that's, that's, it's, uh, it's a very, it's, it's something I wish I could do, but unfortunately I can't. So I just, you know, it's fine. Uh, but it is amazing how much American, I don't know about in Europe, but in America, it's amazing how much yeah. culture, the culture, especially in the culture I enjoy, which is music, uh, art and all that, how much it revolves around alcohol, how much it revolves around drinking. Uh, sure. When you sure. don't. But not just that, you know. You go to bars, you go because that's where the these bands play. They play in bars and nightclubs and and, and arenas and whatever. But the bars and clubs are where I love to go to see the bands I love to see. And and you know everybody's got a drink. Everybody's drinking. Everybody, what are you drinking? I don't know. What are you drinking? I and and I like this drink. I like that drink. I you know. And it's like I don't drink. So, <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, it's like you know I don't want to make. It, it's it turns into a situation where I don't want to make them uncomfortable by telling them I don't drink because then they're they're like oh well you know they they're <laughs> they think well bless your heart you know that's a, a yeah, yeah 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 you know it could be. <laughs> but really I'm fine with with you drinking um, just but don't act weird around me because I don't drink just go ahead and have your drink and I'm fine that's not I'm you're not gonna yeah, sure. you're not gonna trigger me <laughs> by, by by having a beer I'm perfectly fine with that um, but yeah, yeah it's, no. it's kind of difficult to to go out and just be comfortable and have a good time without thinking that you're gonna make other people uncomfortable all right so, so that's not thinking actually I mean that's a yes. The genes, the DNA is so different, and and, and everyone isn't it. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, absolutely, yeah, so, it so, is. Some, That's some, all it is. Some, some people, thing. yeah, yeah, just really a, a, a electronical chemical thing, you know. So some 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 people can can transmit transmit it on a, on a proper way, and, and other people not, you know. And mm -hmm. I tell you, with uh, with alcohol not, is one thing, but smoking is probably the hardest thing I ever had to quit. Did you stop smoking it too? Yeah, stop smoking. Yes, you did. 2015. 2015 is when I stopped smoking. All right. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, <laughs> look, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I am the same like you. I started drinking with 13 and, and smoking with 13 too. And um, I stopped smoking 10, 11 years ago, you know. But it was really, I was, I'm so happy. I can't, I can't understand how people could bear with me because at the end my finger used to be really yellow from sitting in front of my computer working on photoshop you know yep cigarettes coffee wine you know just drinking the coffee in order that that i that i like my cigarettes more you know i mean that, that's so ridiculous disgusting actually you know so i had really an evening coffee in order that i was able to to have a good stroke you know <laughs> Matt, exactly. Matt, Matt. Exactly. And then, the, and then the night came, you know, where where I couldn't breathe anymore. And fortunately, I'm allergic against washing powder, and it was actually the breathing was an, uh, was an allergic reaction of washing powder. So, but what I did is I was I was having a sip of whiskey in the night, you know, to decramp, you know. And then I thought, Detlef, 
you can't have a sip of whiskey just in order to breathe, you know. So next day, I quit. I, I couldn't. From one to the other day, I just had my chewing gums, you know, so nicotine chewing gums. And after three months, I stopped at even, even chewing gums. That was my smoking area as well, probably 30, 35 years, you know. I had enough of, of that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's a, it, it's it's amazing that, because I was the same way, I'd, at computer, I'd have to have a cigarette to work on a computer. I can't imagine. Mm. If you'd have told me uh, seven, eight years ago that I would be stop drinking and smoking, but then write a book. Uh, I don't know how I, I don't know how I wrote this book without smoking or drinking, but I ended up <laughs> doing it. Um, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So anybody yeah. who's out there struggling, you can do it. So you can you can you yeah. can get over and, that hump. I mean, and to be honest, I mean, I used to write as well for the for the, for the German television scripts and script development and 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 of. Uh, Drinking and script writing doesn't make really sense, you know. So I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that, uh, that would be an interesting script. <laughs> I heard, I heard. I mean, uh, uh, Stephen King would used to drink a six pack uh, sitting at his typewriter when he wrote a book, and and sometimes at the end of his books, you realize, oh, he must be almost through that six pack because this is ending really strange. <laughs> <laughs> like oh why not uh. <laughs> yeah no i mean i mean i mean it's the same with, with with drinking and making music or or smoking smoking weed and making music you know yeah it it is uh it is you really you think it it's it sounds every everything sounds great but eventually so so you realize and oh, nah, come on it could be really better you know so that is right yeah and this but well you know with the with the book the john hyatt uh story um he was in that similar situation, which is one of the reasons that I decided to write this book is that he, yeah. he, he overcame so much, uh, not only addiction, but what caused the addiction, you know, and, and, and yeah. what was the background and all that. Uh, but he was a functioning alcoholic. He would do, there's, there's one passage in the book where he had finished an album and he, yeah. on the way home from the studio, he got pulled over for drunk driving and put in jail uh, for the weekend. And the um, the producer of the album said, "I didn't even know he was drunk, uh, that he had yeah. been drinking. I didn't because he he did uh, not, he performed at the top of his game, <laughs> but he was a functioning alcoholic. Um, so that was he was drinking a quarter day, a quarter vodka a day, and by that point, a qu quarter what? A quarter vodka a day." Quarter bottle of vodka. A quarter of a bottle. Yeah, a quarter of a bottle of vodka. A day. That's right. That's right. I forget you guys have oh, a not... system over there. <laughs> yeah. So, so 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 it's it's a quarter liter or what? Yes, it's a it's a big big bottle, big bottle of vodka. A full. full uh, it's a big big bottle. That's right. So so how many liters? Uh, I would have to look that up. I don't... <laughs> I'm terrible at that. <laughs> so a pint. So how many yeah, pints? Uh, it's uh, let's see, uh, a quart. Uh, let's see. So I just I just mentioned. So we we um to the listeners, dear listeners, we probably start now. We're gonna go over to John John Hyatt's book and the process of this book. Um, maybe we're gonna come in the third part back to to um. To Michael's growing up in one in one the, quart is almost uh is point nine four six liters. <laughs> nine four six liters. That means one 
point. Yeah, it's also, also means uh, almost a liter. Yeah, it's about the same as a liter. A liter, mm -hmm. a liter vodka every day is that's that's a lot probably, but then as well beer and and all mm -hmm. this, this other stuff now, mm -hmm. because I mean beer doesn't work anymore for uh, in order to get drunk and probably. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it probably wouldn't even phase you if you're drinking that much vodka. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I would say we're gonna we're gonna stick now to 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 your book. Um, I mean, time flies, and 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 we we already have already twenty minutes again in the second part, but we can <laughs> <laughs> at least start with the book. And uh, and Mike, he 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 wrote his first bi biography um, about an American singer songwriter who is John Hyatt, and John Hyatt wrote. Uh, um, He's actually one 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 really influential uh, person in in the uh, Americana roots rock tikka uh, 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 country rock and 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 you name it. He, you know, sing, he did a, one some of new wave songs too. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah. So a huge, huge, huge mix and very talented and very, very, I would say probably a uh, um, 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 very open-minded person as well. So mm -hmm. if, yeah. if, if you go back, so yeah. Absolutely. So that, John, uh, John Hyatt is, uh, uh, I, I never knew how far his uh, reach extended until I started really digging into the research behind this book. But once I think, once yeah. you step back, it makes sense, but he's, um, his story can go from uh, country music to rock and roll to gospel yeah. to to punk, as you said, to new wave and 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 all. Yeah. that. his career has touched on all these, uh, and he's the blues and soul and the people he's met along the way are, are all from from those backgrounds, um, and his music has reflected that. He's he also he grew up in the Midwest in in America uh, in in Indianapolis Indiana, um, and yeah. so and 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 from there he moved to Nashville when he was about eighteen years old. Uh, yeah, about fifty years ago, nineteen seventy, when he moved to Nashville, and yeah. and so, but he grew up. He had a he had a. A, a very difficult childhood. He was one of nine. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. He was one of uh, seven. He was one of seven kids, and mm -hmm. he had um, he. There was abuse in his family, and, and he had a background of that. Uh, he'd been abused when he was a kid by his older brother, whom he looked mm -hmm. up to. Uh, but he, he idolized him and he's the one that really turned him on to like music like Elvis and people like that. Uh, and his brother mm -hmm. ended up committing suicide. Um, ah, shit. and yeah, when he was, when John was only 11 years old, his brother was like 22, oh. uh, when it happened. Uh, and then, so he had to do, and, and not only that, he was overweight. Uh, John was, he was, his father was really overweight and, and, uh, yeah. and he inherited that in a way. And it was, um, but he overcame that when he was a teenager. He became a teenager, and to uh, this, a, a, a girl s turned him down. Uh, she was a friend of his, and he wanted to be a little more, and she turned him down. So that made him want to, um, you know, um, lose a lot of weight. And so 
Um, yeah. he, he, drinking is what, you know, the, the oddity is he began drinking when he was about 11, 12 years old when his, when his brother committed. Okay. Suicide. So in, in, in order to, 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 to stop eating, just, just, just drinking in order to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He started Probably. drinking to deal with, with the pain uh -huh. of, of, of his abuse and with his brother killing himself and all that and being sure. overweight. To, to but, forget. And yeah. then, yeah. And then, uh, he got deep into music, listening to music. And then his, his, uh, when he grew, when he got a little older, he started joining bands. Uh, but when he was turned down, yeah. this girl, he, uh, he started going on this alcohol diet and, and it, but it helped him, uh, that's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, and it's, it was a way to cope. And he's, he said before in interviews that alcohol has, uh, almost killed him, but it also saved his life to begin with. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that's, it's not just cut and dried. It's. Uh, you know. I mean, if you if it comes if you if you go if you, if you go into shamanism, for instance, you know. So uh, if if you if you take drugs with, with responsible, I mean, even even acid uh, uh, or, or or coke can be really really helpful if you, if you use it as as a as a as a drug as a medication and, mm -hmm. and not as, as as a drug that that you overuse it, you know. Sure. But we are only humans, you know, and, and, and I mean, our, our receptors, they, they, they love it to, to come to a different planet. So that's the thing. That's the thing that where, where the, where the, where the native Americans started with the fire water either mm -hmm. as well. I mean, I just, it, it's just a case of knowing your body and knowing your limits and yeah. knowing and, and being able to control them. And when you can't, that's when you shouldn't engage in all that. But this, we all know that the rock and roll scene, they, 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 they have always excuses, you know, so no. Yeah, absolutely. Or, I mean, absolutely. And that's, and, and, and as we were talking earlier, he, he went through all the, and his, his, his second wife, uh, uh, committed suicide as well. Um, yeah. he had just cleaned up. He had just, he's gotten sober before that happened. And, but when he got sober, that's when he. He ended up having to, he still had to go out and he had to perform, you know, he had to, to promote, he had a record to promote. He had shows to do. Um, yeah. and, and so, but, and you're in that culture, you're in the culture that glorifies drugs and, and alcohol and he couldn't do it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's a, I love the, I love the story of resilience and I love the story of not having to suffer for your art in that way you know some people uh because after he cleaned up he started writing uh better than he ever had before he had found yeah he found a new love he found a new uh, uh lease on life and so this propelled him and, and motivated him to write these stories these songs from from the heart that he was feeling like he'd never felt before uh if you listen to his first few albums the albums that he did while he was uh quote unquote on drugs and, yeah. and, and mm -hmm. alcohol. he, he was, he was a brilliant writer, but they were written from a distance. You know, they were not intimate. Uh, they were, mm -hmm. they were mm -hmm. writing as, Oh, they, I'm going to be, uh, you know, this is how clever I am. It, it was, it was, it was writing to show how clever he yeah. was. Uh, but, but yeah. he started the album, bring the family, his first album he did when he was uh, yeah. sober is, is completely, 
Uh, Fal- was it honestly? So, so, so he was already sober from 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 Bring the Family, or what? Yes, Bring the Family is his first album he did sober when he was in his mid thirties, uh, and, and 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 so that from then on, he uh, all the albums he did clean sober, and uh, but, but so he he stopped drinking very early then. Uh, well, I mean, relatively in his career, he had already been in his career for about fifteen years. Um, yeah, thirteen to fifteen years when he when he did bring the family. So he had been he had spent all the seventies and most of the eighties uh, in, in abusing drugs and alcohol and and, and okay, that means every day a, a, a liter of vodka already since ten years or, or pretty much yeah. Basically, he got he got into some some other things. He was it was mainly vodka and cocaine by the end. Um, yeah, but it was uh, there was a time when. He and Nick Lowe got together to do the album uh, Riding with the King, the second half of that. And, and he said he had quit drinking by then, but he was only on a cocaine diet. So, um, oh, God. That yeah, that's happen. always the same. People, people, that's that, that's the thing. If, if you really, if you have a hang to addictions, you know, you, you exchange one addiction to, to the other, you know. So that's either it. it's a chocolate or, or, or eating or, 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 or that cocaine or, or gaming or, 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 you know. That's a... Uh, I mean, I know that because I I, I have tend- tendencies to be excessive. Absolutely, uh, uh, myself too. I'm I'm uh, eating is is taking the place of smoking and drinking. You know, uh, and it's I have to police that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a carbohydrate freak. You know, <laughs> I love carbs, and I've got to to stop. I admire, you know, when you were talking with Terry Anderson, the way he gets up in the morning and runs, and I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a few years on me, man, and he is showing me up. So <laughs> it's motivating me to get out and and do something. I will I will I promise? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's really great. I saw actually um um concerts with him where where he was really. Heavy weighted, you know. Yes. So I mean, it's really unbelievable how how, how many kgs he, he put down, you know. So I mean, yeah, he. I, I mean, first uh, met uh, Terry in the the mid nineties, uh, early mid nineties, and he um he had long he, he looks nothing like he does. He had uh, kind of long hair and he had a beard, uh, dark, you know, it, like we all were, you know. But it's when we had uh, darker hair, but um, uh, yeah. but then he got a bit heavy for the uh last few years there so i'm glad to see he's um he's straightened up uh well as far as you know started running and working out so i need to follow in his footsteps because i'm heading that way too my 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 belly's oh, a yeah. bit big here yeah <laughs> i mean i would like to 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 lose five kg as well i mean that, now you have to look up how much kgs are uh, it is uh it is <laughs> three quarter stone i think uh uh but but I mean it's it's still fine you know I mean I was I was yesterday ago I I had my sixteen thousand steps I, I went up to Lochain on the mountains still without with without uh, huge complications regarding breathing and so on so that's that's okay you know so <laughs> I'm happy about that but I still I still looking for a kayak I still need a kayak and and uh, I mean look but the other thing is normally I'm just cycling here I don't have a driving license oh okay. Right? Okay. So, well, cycling so, so is, not, that's a, actually that's good because if you can cycle places, uh, you're you're working out a lot better than I am because you know you can't. Yeah, you can't but the, 
Un unfortunately, my new neighbor has a car, you know, so and if it comes to shopping, so I drive with him always often uh, by car to 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 Skipperine, which is eight kilometers apart from here, you know, no, 10 actually mm -hmm. from here. So so my exercise is getting a little bit low and plus if he's going off and I said, Dad, do you need anything? I said, oh, yeah, you know what, come on, have a look, you know, so, and then Normally, I'm not gonna buy chocolate and all that, you know. <laughs> but then, then it can happen. Oh, for this evening, okay. Put on the chimney, you know. So put on the stove and have a chocolate and all. <laughs> Get to hell. Yeah, being and being a writer is a very in, in, in a lot of a lot of careers now are very sedentary. There's not many in in this type of career where you're you're moving about much. So it it helps to really get that exercise out. You know, being a musician, yeah, that, it is it's it's kind yeah. of a sedentary thing. Sitting in the studio, we, same thing. That. I mean, being a musician is great because you really you 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 move a lot, you know. If you're I mean, touring and I if must... you're doing, especially if you're a drummer, you know, <laughs> that type. Yeah, of... yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 amazing. But I mean, we're still we're still gonna do our drumming once a week on Mondays, you know, with with our community group, you know, which is nice. At least I, I move my body here. Plus, I probably. I'm gonna get myself a, a VR, you know, so so I, I I might play virtual tennis or something like this. There you maybe. go. Or virtual virtual kayaking, you know, maybe in a, in a, <laughs> an ego shooter or so. <laughs> well, the good thing is you can't go away. you can't drown in virtual uh, kayaking. At least I hope. Yeah, 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 yeah that's 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 the reason. Yeah, yeah, sir. I mean, yeah. come on. That is great. So, uh, we have already, so we have already, I mean, we still have some time. So we still can continue a little bit about what well, was interesting. So about that, how, how did it start that you, I mean, how came that, that you started the biography with, with John Hyde? Okay. First of all, it was your own, uh, alcohol, um, uh, addiction. Yeah, I had and then I started. I had started listening to John Hyde when I was seventeen. I think "Bring the Family," uh, "Bring the Family," and "Slow Turning." Those were the first albums I ever heard by him. Uh, and 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 so I, the first song I ever heard by him was "Snake Charmer." It was a song in nineteen eighty-five, uh, soundtrack mm. from a movie, and and uh, called um, "White Nights." Uh, I'd heard it on a, uh, a college radio station, and I loved his voice. And and um, the the production of the album was uh, the production of the song was very glossy, mid eighties type of pop type of thing. But his voice was mm. really bluesy, and I really really liked it. Uh, and yeah. So uh, then a couple of years later, I see a video on MTV, uh, or maybe it been yeah, it was VH1 or MTV, but it was uh, slow turning, and I really liked that voice. And I thought, oh, that's the voice from um, a Snake Charmer song. That's that guy, and he sounds a lot All right. better now. <laughs> uh, the music sounds a lot better. So I went and yeah. looked for it. I couldn't find that album, but I found a cassette. You know, the little, and I found the cassette to uh, bring the family. So I got, I got that. I realized that uh, reading the liner notes, it was Ry Cooter, Nick Lowe, Jim yeah. Butler, and, and yeah. what a band, because I loved all those guys. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, and then listening to it, I realized, oh, this thing called Love is what Bonnie Raitt sang, you know, and this is his song. So um, the, the album just floored me because it was like nothing else I had heard 
in that era of music, you know, we had we had John Mellencamp, who was from Indiana as well. He did John Cougar Mellencamp. Yeah. Yes, he did. He did. He yeah. did that Heartland Rock type of thing. Uh, of course, I mean Jack and Jill was his famous song. Wasn't it? Jack and Diane. Yes. Uh-huh. Jack and Diane. Yeah, yeah I really love that. Yeah. And and, and uh, Bruce Springsteen, that uh, Bob Seger, those type of guys were were doing yeah. that type of music. But but Hyatt and that those lyrics just touched me at that point uh, uh yeah me too me too it was, it was really great and so i've been a follower of his ever since so every every album he bought every album he put out i bought like a it's what we call it an auto buy you know it was, a, it was automatic i would buy it yeah 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 and, yeah. and yeah me too the same yeah same and so uh and so what i wanted to do with this book is i wanted to talk about his life and what what motivated him to be yeah. clean up, uh, and 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 how he overcame his um, uh, his, his difficult uh, childhood and his life, and 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 to to not only to not only survive it but thrive after that, because uh, you know a lot of these you see where these artists they get famous and then they trash themselves on booze and drugs, yeah. but this you yeah. know this story is about a guy who trashed himself on booze and drugs first <laughs> and then um you know kept trying to make something happen but really didn't yeah. get motive and didn't re didn't really get his motor spinning until after he cleaned up and that's um and and that's when he found his 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 wheelhouse his niche you know he he got to where he could uh his his albums got better and better and and his uh his writing got better and um so he he always did uh, he was always okay but if he had never cleaned up we probably wouldn't be having this conversation now people would you know he would no. just be uh, yeah. uh oh he was a guy who did a few quirky albums in the yeah 70s, yeah you know? i mean but, i mean you get depressed and 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 if you if you if you live a <clears throat> i mean a live a liver forgives and not forgets and 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 forgets and if the liver if the liver really survives you know so you probably yeah. suffer from depressions and whatever you know yeah so. and uh yeah that's funny he's got a song only the song survives well the same goes for the liver if you're lucky so <laughs> yeah uh, but he's his his output has been great uh for the last many many years and still his his newest album is still he's got uh jaw droppers on there his, his new album's called leftover feelings with um and he, he recorded with jerry douglas who's like the Jimi hendrix of the dobro um yeah yeah i saw it actually i must i must say so i haven't followed him since, since ages but but since i knew that, that that i have to talk with you i researched a little bit in that again and i didn't research didn't look up him for 10 years or whatever you know mm -hmm. because uh, i found as well a lot of new bands and and, and you know so i didn't come back to john Easy. i must say i really liked it you know so because when i'm gonna cook you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna put i'm gonna put this music probably tonight on as well you know so and, mm -hmm. and we'll reflect about our talk which is great you know so i mean i saw him i saw him in the 80s in cologne in a, in a small place, uh, Luxor is the name, where really all the famous bands started, you know, so from Prince, Bangles, U2, and then Anne and John. Yeah. He was sitting there with his piano and, and had a had a little band, I think, later on as well with him, you know. So that was really, I really, 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 really appreciated that, that, that gig in this night. That was because I really... What, what year was that? 
And it was 82 or whatever. I mean, I mean, he was not popular. At oh, all. Okay. Uh -huh, I, mean, uh -huh. I started, I started very early uh, to, to, to investigate in, in, in unknown bands and singers, singer songwriters. And, 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 uh, due to the fact that I was looking often as well, um, who who's producing this and that and, and which guys are playing with them and them and them. I came to John because I used to have from, from Raikuda, uh, the, the Spanish album. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, and as I saw that, that Raikuda was playing with John, I was buying the first, first album of John as well. And I was not disappointed at all. No, know? even the, yeah. I listened a lot to David Lindley. Yeah, absolutely. And, and John had recorded an album. It's, it's, it's one of the great lost albums in rock and roll. He recorded an album with David Lindley, uh, yeah. that's never come out, but it was supposed to be a follow-up to bring the family. And, and I talk about that a little bit in there, John, John does in the book. And, uh, yeah. but it's, maybe it'll see the light of day at some point, but he, he scrapped that and ended up going with, um, uh, the goners with, uh, Sonny Landreth and Kenny Blevins and Dave Ranson. Um, they were the band on slow turning, uh, and they've been with him on a few other albums since then, you know, uh, the Tiki bar is open and beneath this gruff exterior. Yeah. The Tiki bar is open. I love it. Right. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so, you know, they, he's, he keeps going back to the, he finds the best musicians because he's very, very respected and admired with his, his Same like, songs. it's like Cheryl Crow, isn't it? She got as well the, the Tuesday music club and they, the music, yeah. the first album was so unbelievable, you know, so the first one was still the best, you know? And, uh, uh, well, I oddly think... enough, Cheryl Crow, funny you mentioned that her band now consists of at least two guys from, uh, from the Raleigh area, North Carolina, Audley Freed. And Robert Kearns uh, play guitar and bass. Yeah. Um, so they used yeah. to be in a band in, in, in Raleigh called Cry of Love, uh, which was a fantastic band. If you ever get a chance to check them out, uh, check them out on uh, uh, YouTube or wherever, you know, they, they, they uh, uh, you, you have to write it down. Yeah. I will have a look tonight. Yeah. Cry of so, Love, so, 93 so. and 97, they put out two albums uh, that, that are. Yeah. I have to look it up. I'm, going, I'm looking forward because I have, after our talk, after our. I'm always exhausted after my altitude talks and then, then I will have a bath and, and a good glass of wine and some good food, you know, so, and I will listen to some good music then as well, what you suggest to me. So that's cool. That's great. Um, I would say, so we're going to continue that for sure in the, in the, in the third part. Um, thank you very much, Mike, to, to have you here in altitude. That's really great. And I mentioned as well, Mike is now as well, member of the hall of attitude, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he will be as well on, 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 on hall of altitude, special edition Mac for collectors, for Mac collectors, um, in my, Merchandising, Merchandising hell, hell. <laughs> where where you can get t. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I must laugh, but 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 I I, I thought never. I, I mean, okay, so so I'm not ending in the merchandising hell, but it is part of of uh, now of of my my life as an artist. So I'm gonna make my art. I'm gonna put my art on t-shirts on on merch like Max and and and. You can find it on attitude.com. They, they, they deliver it to, uh, um, I deliver it to America uh, as well. So, so you can get a Mac, a Mike, Michael Elliott Mac in the Hall of Attitude, which is great. You can find 
Michael's uh, on, on, on Michael um, slash non slash um, dash. dash Michael dash Elliot.com mm -hmm. uh, and, and you can look into his biography uh, you will find there as well a couple of interesting things as well the links where you can get to, uh, his, his last book a uh, highly suggested story a uh, real story for sure you know so that is that um do you want to edit anything uh, to add anything uh, in the second part yeah also i just you know there there you can find uh my articles i've written for uh, no depression and um pop matters and uh albumism and americana uk the those are places i've written uh, articles for uh, essays and 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 uh, reviews uh you can find them all on michael-elliot.com yeah so guys and and he's as well on instagram but you can find as well everything in my in my description so so on my podcast apple podcast or spotify or whatever it's all in the description the links are there so you can go via my description or via michael's website to any other information which is cool mike thank you very much thank you dear dear listeners you're gonna Listen to the last episode next Sunday, 10 o'clock early confession. Um, you can watch next Sunday um, this podcast as well in, on, a, on a visual way on YouTube. Um, yeah, and I would say I see you next week, Michael, and have a lovely day. Thank you very much. Take care. You too. Have a great week. B bye. Bye. You have listened to Artitude, West Cork's first art, fashion and design podcast. Artitude, never so close again. Ah! That was too close. <laughs>